It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, joined by Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Let's cut right to the chase. Arizona has uh, landed Caleb Love, uh, starting shooting guard at North Carolina these last couple years, averaged uh, almost 17 per game. We'll get into the uh, nitty-gritty of what he can do, but Brad, I love this move. I know there's some questions about the efficiency, but I trust Tommy Lloyd to be able to get all of that. This is a guy that the type of player that Arizona didn't have last year, somebody that can get their own shot shot boom yeah i mean he's an offensive player again not the most efficient not my favorite type of high volume shooter but here's a guy who's done it on the biggest stage has played in the final four um and has a relationship with steve robinson that i think cannot be discounted uh because if he was going to be a problem and i know people have alluded to maybe you know his style of play rubs some guys in the locker room the wrong way but i trust that steve robinson right especially Frankly, Steve Robinson, his age, isn't going to put up with that kind of crap this late in his career if he can, you know, he's not going to put a stamp of approval on a kid just to be annoyed by the kid. So I think it's a good move. I do think it's a high risk, high reward move. But without a player like Love, I think the team was still limited. Yes. Um, And now, again, could it all, could it become crashing down? Yeah, it could. I mean, I, I honestly think the worst case scenario is Mark Lyons, but, um, well, Mark Lyons was fine here. He was fine. Well, there were games he shot Arizona out of wins. There was games he completely took over and won games for Arizona. And I think we might see Caleb Love having that impact. But, you know, the fact that he's an off guard, he'll probably be playing. My guess is I think he's going to be playing the de facto three. I think Arizona will go with Bradley, Boswell, and him. I agree. As a, uh, with a bigger front line. Um, I think Pele will come off the bench. But yes, you got a guy who can get you buckets late in games, who's not going to shy away from it, and who's done it before. Yeah, and, and the, you know, I'm limit- not a Kirk Kreese hater, but he was inefficient down the stretch against Princeton when you needed him. Right, and the thing about it too, it takes a lot. Everybody says they want the shot. Everybody says they want to take a, a um, you know, the big shot. But a lot of guys, you really kind of wonder, do you really want to take the big shot? This dude wants to. And I'm not going to put a ton of it on because I don't know. I have no clue what kind of coach Hubert Davis is, but I'll tell you this. I think with Tommy Lloyd's perspective, this is very, very easy. All you say, or listen, 
you, everybody knows you can score. The next key, though, is becoming a more efficient scorer. In my offense, you might not get 17 shots per game, but you'll probably get 12, and they're going to be in good position to to uh, be able to up that percentage right there. To me, it's a it's a great move, and being able to slide him next to two point guards, too, who are going to be able to get him the ball as well. Brad, it makes total sense for me. And let's not forget, from his standpoint – He's still looking for a place in the league. And I don't know if he's going to play in the NBA or not. But if he can come into this system, which is a little more NBA-esque, um, especially now that some of the NBA teams are going with two guards, um, and he can show he can adapt his game to what Tommy Lloyd is asking, that's going to go a long way into helping him. Because if you have the reputation of a gunner and that's all you can do, unless you can get that role on an NBA team, and, and frankly, let's look at a guy like Alonzo Trier. He was able to kind of play his style with the Knicks, but no one else wanted him. Right. Um, and he was a similar type player. Um, so I think, again, love being able to show that he can adapt to this style uh, will go a long way. And, and you know, now, again, you have to fit him in personality-wise. You know, I know some people say that they want, you know, what if Larson wants to throw? If Larson wants to start, be better than Caleb Love. Or be yep. better than Jade and, Bradley. Or be Udef- better than Kylan Boswell. I mean, that's exactly. what it comes down to. And you, Defoe, you're, you're my guy, but I disagree with you on Pella as a starter because there's a reason they moved Pella to the bench. If he didn't struggle as a starter, he wouldn't have been moved to the bench. It's really that simple. Um, that's why he was. But now, again, Pella, I thought, played – and. I thought Pella looked more natural off the bench. And we'll get we'll get to all of that as well. But that's the reason, though, that he was put there. But, again, to me, this is a great move because, yes, Caleb Love has had some efficiency problems. But at Arizona, when you've got a great coach like Tommy Lloyd who can put you in the positions to get the best shots that you really want and in a position, too, where you can get the ball and you can make some plays down the stretch, you've shown in the past that you can show up in big games as well. This is the kind of guy that Arizona needed. And I don't really worry about some of the other stuff because, quite frankly, I think that Tommy Lloyd knew exactly what he was doing here. And in Tommy Lloyd, I trust Brad Alice. Yeah, again, I w- would he be my favorite guy in the portal the whole process? No. Is he the best guy right now? Yeah, maybe maybe there's a better guy who's decommitting this week or from the NBA draft. I don't think decommitting is the word I wanted. Um, but you got to get the guy you can get. So get Caleb right. Love. Um, again, it, there are other style of players I like better, but you don't have them right now. You have Caleb Love. And again, I like the roster construction of this team, but it was missing something. It's missing a go-to score. Congratulations. You got a go-to score. Again, there are going to be nights against Oregon State. He's going to jack up some shots. We're going to groan. But if we can, uh, if Tommy Lloyd can keep him from doing that late in the stretch against UCLA, then it's fine. I'll take a off. I'll take a four for 17 night against Oregon State because you're still probably beating Oregon State. Um, this team, the, this team right now, now I think, you've got a more complete roster. All right, Brad, I think this team right now, this feels like a, a team that has top 10 potential now. I didn't think that before the season or uh, excuse me, before the season. I didn't think that about a month and a half ago, but they kind of checked off the boxes that I wanted to see them check off first up front. Um, you're tougher and you're more physical. Again, Azulis Tabell is very, very good, but 
you never really got the sense that Azulis Tabellas embraced the uh, a lot of the big moments. Um, you replace him with Kashaw Johnson. Won't put up Zoo's numbers, but probably going to get you 12-8. and eight. You got Umar Ballo, our guy, leader of men next to him. And then if you're a little bit smaller in that starting uh, uh uh, perimeter you can make up for it because again you're probably going to start two point cards you probably start love pella still gets starter minutes you defoe so and that's kind of uh that's kind of where you're at and it feels to me like this could be a top 10 team and honestly i it's probably deeper it's got a little bit more talent um as well as then uh maybe the first two years teams to be honest with you maybe not more talent but certainly deeper well they're very tough to match up with mm. Because there's scenarios where you can go seven foot, seven foot, and three guards. Or you can swing Johnson or Euro yet to be officially confirmed uh, to the three and be big. Um, Or frankly, you could go five small. Um, You've got a lot of, really, if you want to go really big, again, I'm not counting on Philly, but Philly B is a six, eight, six, nine. We want to start a my bad Philly B movement around here. Philly B, we want this to happen. So you've got a lot of versatility. You've got a lot of matchup issues. Maybe the the only thing you're really lacking is a Ben Matherin type wing. Right. But you've got a big shot blocker. You've got big bruising centers. You've got mobile centers. You've got undersized athletic power forwards. You've got shooting power forwards. You've got, you know, two point guards who can handle the ball. Um, you've got two guys you can slide in next to them. Um, you know, Pella's big enough to play some three. So it's a very interesting um, group of, of players, and you got puzzled. The biggest problem is what is your rotation going to be? Right. Um, you know, because – Well, let's I talk about that. Uh, I don't know if I see them going more than eight, eight and a half. Jacob Franklin, um, if you could let's look let's look at this right now. Jacob Franklin, if you could pull up that graphic, we'll have that Caleb Love added uh, for tomorrow's show. But if you could pull up the graphic about the roster right now, let's look at it. Okay, as far as the rotation goes, uh, Kylan Boswell is definitely in the rotation. We agree with this, correct? I would say let's cut to the chase. The first five guys are for sure. They're for sure in the rotation. Caleb Love is for sure in the rotation as well. That's six dudes right there. I'm I'm with you. I think that the ideal rotation is about eight. So then you're going to have the uh, the the new uh, the player who hasn't signed yet, committed yet. He'll be in that mix. Vasar will be in that mix. Crevis will be in that mix. Um, and KJ Lewis, I think, to a certain extent, will be in that mix. Yeah, I think the odd men looking out right now to me are, are Philly B. Dylan Anderson and is it Conrad? Conrad um, Martinez. Who I get, I like his film better than some people. Right. Um, and again, scouting these guys on film, not knowing who they're playing against. Cause I'll tell you what, unnamed Euro, I don't love his film as much as other people. I don't right. dislike it, but uh, I like Crevis's film better. Um, because I, I can see a sure role for Crevis. But yeah, a couple. There's going to be a couple guys who aren't going to love their playing time. But I think if you're Conrad, if you're Philly B, you know you knew coming in that you might not have right. the role you want. Uh, I think there are some questions about Dylan Anderson because again, while he knew he's probably now two more years away from seeing the floor, and, and I can understand. Again, I love your idea. He and Duke Brennan should go dominate the WAC. Twin Towers, baby. Oh, and, and he, they would be. They'd be 24 and, and 20 to, in that league. Right. Um, 
but all together again you got places to play this is much better than the alternative not having enough pieces right and you know again we don't know how quick crevice or unnamed euro uh are going to adapt to the college game martinez could step on campus and be ready to play we don't know right. um in which case he carves out minutes but you know right now you have some sure things umar balo is a sure thing uh, Caleb Love is a sure thing. Pella Larson is a sure thing, at least to be who he was last year. Right. If Bradley and Boswell are 10% better than they were last year, that's a really good backcourt. My guess is they're going to be much better. Um, and so suddenly you've got a very, very interesting roster. All right. Let's talk about Mountain Mike's real quick. Again, I am not Mountain Mike, but Mountain Mike has pizza. Very good all throughout Arizona. You can check out the Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations or head over to mountainmikespizza.com and uh, or to their Mesa Chandler or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, Duke new diehards get a $50 voucher upon signing up now. Remember, I saw a Mountain Mike's in Sacramento as well, just on the side of the road. Mountain Mike's has taken over, as is Four Peaks. Brad Alice just mentioned our guy Dylan Anderson and the Four Peaks right there. The movement will live on. No matter who's here, the movement will not go away. And that's the reason uh, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest of Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 uh, or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Mountain Mike's is in Utah, it looks like, as well. Okay, very cool. All right. Um, now, we got to give Tommy Lloyd some credit. There's uh, there, there were a lot of people out there that were bashing Tommy Lloyd. They said, well, we'll see what happens when all of Miller's players leave or he's just recruiting international guys. He's got a nice little mix right here, Brad. You look at who he's added this offseason to the mix. And if we're talking domestic players, you've added Jaden Bradley, ex-five-star guard out of Alabama. You add Caleb Love, starter at North Carolina. You add Kashad Johnson, same at San Diego State as well. Um, you got, he's, he, he's, and these guys are all tough as well. He's done a pretty good job. Uh, the, uh, he's done a pretty good job domestically. Oh, and then you factor in KJ Lewis comes in as a four-star prospect. You got, uh, Carter Bryant, the five-star, uh, Jabari, who basically most people I'm listening to and I like think he's basically the equivalent of a five-star now. So yeah, you know, he lost out on cook and a few of those guys, um, but that happens. I mean, people forget Miller lost out on plenty of recruits. Right. Um, loot lost out on plenty of recruits. And sometimes loot losing out on a guy was the best thing that ever happened to the program. Um, the, again, now they have to coach him up. And, and we've seen that Tommy Lloyd can coach and develop players. I mean, you can't right. do what he did. To me, the big concern with Lloyd was can he recruit? And right. now he's starting to show that. So now it's can he make a deep run in the tournament? Because we know he can win the league. We know he can win against a tough non-conference schedule. We know he can go win in Maui. He's got to win in March. Uh, And that's about it. Um, So, yeah, I'm very impressed with what he has. I'm very impressed at what he has been doing. Um, And, again, I like the construction of this roster. 
All right. Now, he also, too, I think Tommy Lloyd was able to learn a little bit here because I think one thing that we found, and again, this wasn't everybody, but these two, te- these two teams the last couple of years were not the toughest teams in the world. They weren't the teams that necessarily embraced. Now, you had tough players, Ben Mather and Dale and Terry, tough dudes, not saying they're not. But you needed a Roth. You needed more guys like that that were not going to back down. They were going to be physical. It started with Kashaw Johnson. Then you had Jaden Bradley. And again, while he's totally different, it also goes in there with the Caleb Love, who has shown again that off on the biggest stages, he can play again. He's had some bad games, but I'll take any dude that can put 35 up on a final four game as well. I got a question for you, and I'm sure it has happened, but has any coach ever brought in two players who played national title games from two different schools? That's a great. I don't think there school? is. Um, right. You know, and again, that's the new wave, but yeah, they got two guys who played. So you got two guys who've won five tournament games in one right. year. Um, and again, I'm not as upset about the Houston loss. That was just a bad matchup for Great. half the teams in America. But they looked overwhelmed. That was my they did, and that was my fear when I saw Houston across the bracket from them though beforehand. Um, right. The problem was the Princeton game where they just completely melted down the stretch. If right. if it if you want to, it reminds me of the Xavier game where a lot of guys didn't want the ball for Miller. And honestly, it reminded me of some of those early losses under Luke. I mean, they had a pretty sizable lead late in that game against Santa Clara and wilted. Um, so even the best Luke players could do that. So right. I am less worried about um, – uh, sorry, my son is trying to eat shake and bake without the chicken. There's um, nothing wrong with that, Brad. No, Tyler, that goes on the chicken. You can't eat it plain. Sorry, uh, growing boy. Uh, great, great podcast. Huh? Uh, no, but so, yeah, they need to get tougher and they need a guy again late in that game. And that's what, one reason I, I don't think Boswell would have shied away from the moment. But I can't you envision Boswell, Bradley and Caleb Love all wanting the ball late in that game against Princeton? I can. And that's what they yeah. need. And that's what you want. That's half the battle right there is having guys that want the ball. Now, let's talk a little bit about where Arizona. Great question from, uh, uh, I think it was B-Cat or a Cap. I can't remember who it was. But where does Arizona now uh, stack in with the rest of the conference? I say game on with the rest of the conference. I know that Andy Enfield's got a pretty loaded squad, as does uh, Dana Altman. But the Tommy Gunn's going in there right now as a great coach that doesn't have a lot of weaknesses on paper. I say game on, Brad Alice. Oh, I think right now it's – and, again, I want to see how how infield meshes that roster. But I think Arizona – I think it's, right now it looks like a four-team race. And, and if you're going to tell me Arizona wins this league, I believe you. Um, right. Yeah, Arizona – again, Arizona's I, – I would have to look at every other roster. But I can only think of a couple off the top of my head across the country that are better than Arizona's right now. Kansas right. is probably better. Alabama is probably better. I don't know who else. I'm again, I'm sure there are. Again, I think honestly, I and when it comes to the Pac 12, UCLA is missing some big pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, those are some big names to overcome. Oregon is Oregon. We'll see. But infield, uh, not infield, uh, your boy from Crete Altman has had mm-hmm. trouble the last two seasons meshing that talent, which you never had a problem with before. And I honestly think USC is going to be a disaster. I think the Bronny James Circus is going to be not worth the headache. Um, I actually like some of their other pieces a lot, though. But 
yeah, I think if Arizona is not the favorite to win the conference, they're right there. And and again, I will take what Arizona has done. All right, I'm going to give you some examples here and why uh, uh, players that have changed with different processes. Now, let's talk. Uh, we can talk here at Arizona first. Terrell Brown. Remember when Terrell Brown came in here from Seattle? He was uh, gra- granted it was Seattle. I get that, but Terrell Brown was a gunner who was you know he was used to getting up 17, 18 shots per game. He came to Arizona and was more of a distributor, a defensive guy. Granted, he went back to Washington and uh, then he became a twenty point per game score and a conference player of the year type guy. But then, I've got, what about Remy Martin? Remy Martin was a gunner at ASU for good or for bad. He goes to Kansas. They compete for a national title, and he's more of a nine-point-per-game guy, and his efficiency goes up. So there is precedent here, Brett Allison. No, there absolutely is, especially when you surround yourself with talent. Right. Um, and again, Caleb Love had talent at North Carolina. But again, I think there, I think there's, for a guy who played as deep in the march as he did, there are certainly some question marks about Hubert Davis. Yeah. Um, you had a preseason number one team last year, and you didn't make the compare. Or you didn't make the tournament. But if you look at La, uh, excuse me, if you look at Terrell Brown, you look at Remy Martin. Even though ASU was a power five, in essence, they were moving from mid majors to to high majors. Right. Um, and ASU is you know, a mid major. We can say what it is again, or you know, lesser. Yeah, I mean, lesser program to to Kansas. Right. Um, so that was probably a condition of Remy Martin coming in. Um, I would assume, again, I would assume Caleb Love has had a lot of conversations about how he fits in at Arizona, whether that's a heart-to-heart with Lloyd, whether that was a heart-to-heart with Steve Robinson. And again, he's going to get plenty of shots. Right. But if you can go six for 12 instead of five for 18, uh, suddenly you have better scoring numbers. Because and that looks a lot more attractive to an NBA team. We all they already know you could they already know you can score. Now, can you do it in a more efficient manner? And that's where I think Lloyd's offense, too, is really going to help. Because the one thing about it is you don't generally see, um, while the players have a lot of freedom, you don't see a lot of standing around. You don't see five dribbles and all of this. It's essentially make that move and go. Two, three dribbles and go. And I think that's going to help him right there because it also um, it uh, limits players or people from being able to uh, – uh, basically focus in on you as well. That's where I think it's really going to help him, William. No, and again, he's going to have to play defense. He's going to have to play in the flow of an offense. Um, there are going to be times he's going to be playing as the as the secondary ball handler with one of the other point guards on the bench. Um, so he can showcase a lot of skills to the NBA that maybe he didn't at Carolina. And right. he can do so with, you know, again, Ricardo Foy was a player development coach in the NBA. He knows what they're looking for. Um, I don't think it's any question that, you know, Coloco and Terry went higher than projected. Right. Um, that So I think there are a lot of opportunities if Love wants to buy in. And if he doesn't want to buy in, then he's probably going to come off the bench and he might not be happy. Um, again, I could see also him being a volume scorer off the bench. I'll have, you know, we could have a new microwave in town, but mm-hmm. um yeah. So again, I think there's if I think if he buys in, it can do him a lot of good uh, because, again, NBA teams, there's a lot of guys who can fill it up when being greedy and selfish. Uh, it takes, a you know, but Caleb Love's not going to be a, they're not going to he's not going to have the opportunity that James Harden has to right. be a volume shooter and score. So he's going to have to find another way onto an NBA roster. Um, and I think that's, you know, something they can do. 
All right, Lost Highway, great question. Any risk of Jaden Bradley decommitting? No, there's no risk of anybody decommitting because I guarantee you that Tommy Lloyd would have not done this if these guys weren't all on board right there. Again, you're going to add players, but generally in this day and age when you get uh, guys in the portal, you probably are going to make sure that uh, – um, you're probably going to make sure that uh, everybody's okay with it. Now, you might say, where can I watch these games next year, the away games? Thanks for asking. Tap and bottle. Tap and bottle downtown. William Brad Ellis has been to tap and bottle downtown to the watch parties multiple times, not just uh, – I was going to say not just by himself, but with the kids as well. It's a great time. And you can check it out on the Northwest location as well. Um, very fun stuff. Uh, tap and bottle. Scott, Rebecca, support local, support them. And Octane Raceway. All right. Now, place to go with the friends, place to go with the kids. Either way, Octane Raceway and Mavericks has you checked out. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks, tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Okay, now it looks like John Rothstein has Arizona at number five in the preseason rankings right now. Um... I don't know that I disagree with that, Brad. I'd have to look at the other teams, but I will say from a pure talent perspective, Arizona checks off pretty much every box. And it's not just talent. Again, it's something we mentioned. Earlier. It's it's matchup. Because, um, again, Arizona can go big. They can go small. They can throw, you know, in theory, uh, a stretch four at you. Or they can throw an athletic four at you. Or they can go double center. Um, you know, they can – they can throw two ball handlers at you. They can pull a ball handler out, go bit, you know, so there's so many versatile things that they can do with their lineup, assuming a couple of these young guys are ready to play. Right. Uh, whether it's Crevis, whether it's the other Euro, whether it's uh KJ. We're not Lewis. counting on Conrad Martinez as one of the immediate contributors. Just so no, no, and I'm not really counting on KJ Lewis to make a huge impact. I think he'll play, but he might be the half and eight and a half. Right. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, as we've we've seen that Arizona has done those like, you know, eight man set rotation. And then some other guy rotates in here and there for for a couple of weeks at a time. And that's what I think Arizona will end up doing. Although if they've got enough bodies and they're capable, I could see him going five and five. I could see him bringing in waves. Um, a few of the Gonzaga. Well, that's always nonsense. Are- that never happens. Coaches always say they're going to do that. They never do it. Lute always used to say that he would do it, and he never Lute, once did. Lute always did, but no, some other teams have done it successfully. In fact, I, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of those Gonzaga teams used to bring in five and five. But my guess is figure out who the eight are, and then figure out who the other guy who plays that eight minutes, six minutes a game is, and that's probably your rotation. What I don't understand too is people saying, "Well, so and so deserves to start. So and so deserves to start." The only guys, uh, I, and I've never under really understood that because a lot of these guys. Um, don't really under a lot of these guys generally yes while they're good you're not walking in there with a resume that says i deserve to start right now i say let the best men win across the board brad well here's the other thing what if they don't start uh, you can still be drafting the nba without starting of course they and you know as and someone then, once said and i think this is one of the great quotes i've ever heard the nba slash nfl is not a reward for a great college career it's what they project you. So, um, again, I'm dating myself a little bit. Remember Marvin Williams? Oh, Marvin Williams from Bremerton, Washington. Oh, Never I started. Wh- I don't think he started more than three games in college. Right. 
came off the bench. Um, you really want to go back in the way back machine. Richard Dumas, not a starter at Oklahoma State. Um, the old son. That's a good call right there. Yeah. Okay. So if Caleb Love comes off the bench averaging 15, do you think he cares if he starts? Right. No. And if Kevin Larson carves out a 20 year career overseas, do you think he cared if he started? I don't think he cares. Brian Jones just said, who plays the four on this team? That's going to be Kashad Johnson all day long. I would imagine Kashad Johnson. Here's let's do this, Brad. Um, and Jacob, the great Jacob Franklin, if you could pull that uh, graphic back up right there, we could probably do a little bit of a minutes projection right there. Okay. Kylan Boswell is going to play 28 to 32 minutes per game. Umar and, and Brad, stop me if I'm uh, uh, stop me if I'm being uh, if I'm wrong or I'm an idiot. You might need to stop me. Uh, Kylan Boswell, 28 to 32 minutes per game. Umar Ballo, leader of men, probably 25 to 30 minutes per game. Pella Larson. Closer to 25. Okay, gotcha. Just because Pella of Larson, his endurance. Fair enough, fair enough. I agree. Pella Larson, 25 to 30 minutes per. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. Jane Bradley, probably 25 to 30 minutes per. 22 to 27, yes. Okay. Uh, then Kashad Johnson, 25 minutes. Yes. And then after that, uh, I almost said I almost keep saying Bryce Love. Then Caleb Love, twenty-five to thirty minutes. So there's six guys right there that we essentially have in that twenty-five to thirty-minute realm. Yes. Okay. So then after that, you, that's where it becomes interesting. Who is those big men then give you an opportunity to be a little bit more flexible? Can we see Henry Vasar playing any four? The only way I can see Henry Vasar playing a little bit of four is if the shooting comes around because I think he's got some other intriguing qualities to him. Um, but those are the six right there that we're, you're looking at, and I think there's two spots right there. Well, if you think about it, let's say Balo and Johnson combine to play 55 minutes. Right. That means you have 25 more minutes at the the two post spots left right. per game. So that is some combination of Vesar, Krivas, and Euro number three, um, splitting those 25 minutes. Could right. it be 20 minutes to Vesar and five to Krivas? It could. My guess is they're split a little more evenly. Um and again, that's assuming that Johnson doesn't spend five minutes at the three. Right. Um, so that's how you have to look at what are there, 200 minutes per game? And you're mm -hmm. splitting that between, again, eight to 10 players. My guess is it's closer to eight. Um, so, you know, once you get below Vesar, because I'm guessing Vesar is your number three big, um, unless one of the two Euros over turn him, then you're looking at some slim minutes from Crevis down. And my guess is. Um, Philly B, KJ Lewis, and Dylan Anderson and Conrad Martinez are probably the guys splitting between them less than five minutes. A lot of could people Lu are asking, could Lewis rise up and play eight a game? Sure. Because I just don't people, know how good he is. But, what, you know. A lot of people are asking this question, Brad. I'm curious. This is actually an interesting question for many of who, if you had to, if you had to bank right now, and I'll give my opinion as well, if you had to bank right now, who is the best player on the team this coming, this coming year? Project out, extrapolate out. Um, if you're talking all around game, Kylan Boswell. I agree with that. I agree. Who with that. will get the headlines? Balo and Love. Um, yeah, I agree with that. By the way, but check. What, what, but if Boswell was 12 with a four to one assist to turnover ratio, a couple rebounds, plays great defense, and he's the best player on the team. 
All right, Melo Alvarez says he went to Circle K and got mugged. Thanks, Mike Luke. Tell them you're a PHNX supporter, and not only will they not mug you, they will give you probably a free Polar Pop right there or something like that. I agree with you. I think Boswell is the mo- the best player. I think he's the most uh, – uh, how do I put this? Probably the most important. I think one guy, though, in the front court, though, is Kasha Johnson, though, because Kasha Johnson is going to play – uh, like it, it wouldn't surprise me at all, Brad, if he plays 28 to 30 minutes per game, Chad McDonald's, we love Ballo. We'll get back to Ballo, but, um, it wouldn't surprise me if Kasha Johnson plays 28 to 32 minutes per game, because I think his skill set is somewhat unique on this team. First of all, like we talked about, he's a very good athlete at that size. Um, he can run the court very, very well. And again, he's just got a little bit of a of an instinctive toughness that's already been proven that we know he's the kind of guy that rich Carrillo has been calling for. Yeah. And again, some versatility. Cause again, I think, especially if he's more consistent with the, with the jumper, he can slide to the three for a few minutes a game, especially right. if you're playing a team with a bigger wing. Um, but he's not going to put up monster numbers, but you, it's going to be a guy you look back, especially if Arizona makes a deep run and go, he was important. Right. Um, you know, if you look at those great Arizona teams that made deep runs, there was always kind of, you know, you're on, you know, you Hollis Jefferson. So he didn't put up big numbers, but did a little bit of everything. Right. Um, you know, your, uh, Bennett Davidson's your, I like uh, that. The Bennett, different kind of player, but I like that. How about Anthony cook? Um, you know, NBA first round draft pick, but was the fifth option on that team. Right. Um, but, you need a block shot. They'll get you a block shot. You need a rebound. Okay, rebound. Oh, wait, we got a mismatch uh, on a switch. Okay, we'll, we'll get it down to you. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Kashad Johnson can be that guy. Again, if he's at 11 and 7, that probably means he's having a monster season. Yeah, and what, what Lloyd did too, and again, I, I got to keep coming back to this. I think Lloyd really took, because Lloyd's got this uh, image. I think Lloyd's got this. There's some people that have a misconception of Lloyd that, oh, he's a pickleball player. He's a nice, aw, shucks guy, this or that. He made some tough decisions right here. I mean, you know, it. Uh, and I'm not saying he ran Kirk Carissa off, but the feeling I think was mutual that we needed, that both parties needed to probably find a, uh, a different uh, avenue. And again, that's totally cool because um, Kirk Reese ended up in West Virginia. Um, he also, I think, realized that I got to get tougher across the board. And I'm going to keep going back to this. And this lineup is infinitely tougher than last year's lineup. Yeah. And, and again, you've got guys who've played. Okay. You got two guys who played national title games. You got a guy in Jaden Bradley who was on the best team in America. Um, you've got some guys who played in some pretty big international games. And that doesn't always translate. Um, so yeah, again, I like the roster construction and as much as everyone is upset about Nimhard, right. Who would you rather have Jaden Bradley and Caleb love or Ryan Nimhard? And, yeah. um, I don't know. That's some, a great way of putting it right there, Brad. Some guy from, a from, from Robert Morris. Cause right. that's probably what you were going to, you know, okay. Let's, let's be, let's be honest. Who'd you rather have Ryan Nimhard and DeMarco Dunn or, uh, I'll uh, be nice. We like DeMarco I Dunn do. on this show. Um, and if they didn't have Conrad Martinez, I would hope they'd go get that kid, but who would you rather have those two or Bradley and, and love? And I'd rather have Bradley and love. Um, cause I think Nimhard, while I like Nimhard a lot, he wasn't the perfect player. Right. Um, I think there so, was a misconception, and don't get me wrong, because I don't want to be the guy that's pretending that I wasn't, that I wasn't all in on wanting uh, Ryan Nemhard, but 
Um, I do believe, though, that it, the the legend of Nemhard kind of became that we lost out on Damon so- and Damon Stoudemire or something or something of that. Again, Nemhard's very, very good. Would have been a great fit here. But like you said, if you're bringing in Jaden Bradley and uh, Bryce, Bryce Love, I got to stop saying that, and Caleb Love, then I think you're in a pretty good spot right here. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think it's – the sum of all the parts, you know, it, is it the sum of the parts are greater than the whole? Uh, again, Nimhard might be the best player of those three tomorrow. But one, you've got Jaden Bradley for, what, three more years potentially? Right. And you've got Caleb Love for this year. Um, and yeah. Caleb Love, I think, is as good a score. I think Nimhard's a better all-around player because of his ability to pass and distribute. But you got an adequate score. And when you combine the two guys, you've got, I think a better hole uh, than Nimhart. And with the COVID year, you could theoretically not saying that it's going to happen. You could theoretically get two years of Caleb love. So that's something too, that people need to keep in mind there, William. I did not realize that. I thought this was the year. So that's, that's even better. Yep. Again, two two is always better than one, and that is a motto that Illegal Pete's goes with as well. Brad, have you been to Illegal Pete's? I forgot your answer. I've never eaten there, but I've eaten the food. All right. It's very, very good. You can stop into either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew, five pints for 15 bucks, soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio. Illegal Pete's, your go-to for uh, burritos, buddies, and beer, and OGs. Brad, are you still having a hard time sleeping? Sometimes. All right. OGs is here to the rescue right now. A lot of people have a hard time sleeping. That's where OGs comes in. Or if you just want to feel better, you want to just have a little bit of fun watching TV. OGs, they do all of that. You can get the mixed bags now, the fruits and the creams, watermelon, red, apple, peach. And find them at your local dispensaries at OGsBrands.com. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. All right. So we pretty much know right now what this roster is going to look like. You got the one more, uh, you got one more uh, international player coming in. Um, but if you were to tell me after the season that this is the roster that Arizona would have, I would take that every single day of the week and run with it. Yeah, no, I like the roster. Again, well-constructed. Again, in a perfect world, maybe you'd have one more dynamic wing but I'm not sure between Caleb Love, Pella Larson, uh, Kashad Johnson, and unnamed Euro in Philly B, you don't find an answer there. And right. I don't think it's the last one I said. No offense, Philly B. Um, but, yeah, I think they have, again, do you need to get an athletic defender on the wing? It's like Johnson over. Uh, do you need a, a scorer at the wing as your third guard? It's Caleb Love. You need right. to go a tiny bit bigger than Caleb Love, then it's Pella. Um and all those guys will play. So I think you're very versatile. Again, there's a lot of matchup issues. Right. Um, and I saw someone asking, is is Kashad like Jamel Horn meets Hassan Adams? He's tougher than, and I love Jamel. Jamel's one of my favorite players who just right. never quite lived up to what I thought he'd be. I, he's one of the few guys I was really wrong on. Um, right. He's tougher than Jamel. Um, he's not as athletic as Hassan Adams, but not many people were. Um but Jamal shoots better than Johnson does. So yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think a better comparison would probably be uh, Michael Wright meets Eugene Edgerson. I was gonna say Michael Wright meets uh, Bennett Davidson because uh, he's a little. Well, my guy, you can't go that good though, because then you're talking about a lottery pick. Well, 
I'm talking the toughness of Michael Wright with the springiness, and uh, both guys probably shoot better than Kashad, right. and Bennett couldn't shoot. Um, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, he's yeah, he's just an yeah. I mean, you you when we're talking about all these guys, what do they all have in common? They're athletic, versatile. Um, with the exception of Wright, I mean, Bennett Davidson could have played the wing if he needed to defensively. Couldn't right. offensively, obviously. Uh, just like Jamel Horn was recruited as a small forward who ended up sliding over to the four because he was just a little bit better there and created some mismatches. Right. Um, now, uh, Jacob Franklin, there's an OG's read in there that we got in as well, so we are good on that one. Now, um, real quick, wanted to talk a little bit of uh, – we're going to be uh, talking all who Arizona hoops all week, obviously. Wanted to talk a little bit about Arizona baseball for you as well. Arizona's in. Chip Hale is now two for two making the postseason. Arizona State is not in, which we like equally well. What is your opinion on Chip Hale? Jury's still out. Right. Can I be honest? And I'm getting heat from some some people. I don't think Arizona deserved to be in. Right. Um, but they are in. Yes. If you are looking at the totality of the season, they didn't have a great season. Mm -hmm. This is the equivalent of Wisconsin getting in the NCAA tournament this year. Right. Or one of those Big Ten teams at a conference that wasn't as good as it normally is, who got late hot. And Arizona... Do I think Arizona's super dangerous? Yes, I absolutely do. With the way they hit the ball, their pitching's been pretty good the last three, four weeks. Um, they could do some damage in, in, in Fayetteville. That being said, ASU had a better record. ASU had the better head-to-head. No, the last two games were all Arizona. Same thing for kind of USC was better record. Um, to be honest, the team that got screwed and Arizona screwed them was Irvine because Arizona beat them. The only right. Pac-12 team who did. That being said, Arizona is one of the hottest teams in America right now. They can hit with anyone. Um, their pitching has been capable of late. Um, but I think the real jury on Chip Hale is going to be the next few years, now that he has to replace more and more uh, of, of, of the previous coach's players. Um, you know, you're going to lose Chase Davis. You're going to lose, you know, Kiko Romero. Um, you're going to lose Bullard. Uh, so what can they do? He's recruited the state pretty well, but I don't know anymore if you can just hang on to Arizona talent. And the draft is going to be interesting now. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the in, the Major League draft has gone down to 20 rounds. Right. So if a guy is drafted, he's gone. Um, you know, I know some local players' dads, and, you know, they're saying in the past, oh, if you're drafting the 18th round, you look at what the money is. Well, now if you were a top 20 pick, that's a big commitment by those teams because they don't have 30 other players coming in that draft class. There's going to be free agents, obviously. By the, so by the they're way, going to have to survive the draft more than ever. We're used way, to, Brad, have to worry about the first five or six rounds. Brad Rich says, uh, obviously a different kind of player, but from an impact perspective, Jesse Perry? Yeah, I think he's more athletic than Perry, but same it's kind of guy. From an overall impact? I like yeah. that. That's a very like good one too. right yeah. there, Brad. I think that's a good one, yeah. Right. All right. He's the great William Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Brad, you got any podcasts that are coming out anytime soon? Yeah, I'm going to touch on uh, Love and uh, Martinez, probably get that recorded sometime tonight. Um, we're in the grind. We're about to start All-Star Baseball season, so it gets even crazier for me as we go to six practices a week until the All-Star Tournament. Speaking of getting hosed, Tyler's team got hosed on seating, which is auto-generated on random.org. Yeah. Uh, despite going 10 and one this season, they're going to be the five seed have to play the extra game, but, um, 
They can do it. They got pitching. They got depth. Right, back the back the A is in back the Alice family right there. Back flowing wells little league. All right. He's Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. We got Shear coming on tomorrow at 1230. Appreciate all of you guys. Brad will be back with us next Tuesday. As always, Jacob Franklin behind the scene, still crying about Arizona baseball. It is what Arizona State baseball kind of is what it is. We'll be back, though. We'll talk to you guys soon. As always, thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.